Hey everybody, Coach here. Hey, thanks for taking a couple of minutes while ever you're doing whatever you're doing to listen to me. It is always greatly appreciated. You know, coming to you from our brand new digs at Brook and Pond, uh, I just got through with our first week here. And in that first week, I had to mow a 12,000 square foot lawn three times already in a week. And in my mind, it raised a question. Are you a mulcher or are you a bagger? And why? That's the topic of this week's episode, and we're going to go into depth just a little bit on each way you take care of your lawn. Let's get started, shall we? Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Hey, thanks for staying with me. Hey, you know, during the during the study years, and that's getting to be several decades ago, I was schooled in the art of lawn care and agronomy in general. How to, how to grow it, how to take care of it, blah, blah, blah. Back then, mulching while mowing and allowing the, the fine blades to be cut up, decompose, and return to some form of nitrogen in the lawn was kind of a new theory back then in the 70s. In theory, it sounded good. New lawnmower blades were invented and it would lift the turf and cut the blades and then double or even triple cut them while they were up suspended under the mower deck. And then ever so finer particles of grass blades would be allowed to fall back to the lawn and, in theory, end up in a decomposition, releasing nitrogen and other stuff back to the lawn. So it was a... Uh, it was a recycle type of thing where you wouldn't have to use as much fertilizer as often. Before this, before this mulching uh, craze came about, it was basically bagging or rough cutting. And when I say rough cutting, that was when people, yeah, they kind of got lazy and let their lawn grow a little too much, like the previous owner here at Brook and Pond, and then they would butcher it. You'd have six inches of grass and you'd butcher it to an inch. Uh, so it could prolong the chore or cutting of the lawn again. Problem with butchering and exposing the delicate root zone and stems to harsh conditions often did more harm than good. Burn spots in hotter temperatures would happen. You would uh, expose yourself to weed germination that are sitting in there just waiting for that excess light and heat. Weakness and disease, etc., etc. Not the best practice, <laughs> but... Boy, does this still persist today for some homeowners that don't make lawn care a careful part of the landscape practice, period. So what about bagging? This whole bagging thing, good or bad? What's your opinion? Mowers developed specifically for bagging. They did it in a way that literally vacuumed what was cut and all but a, the very few little parts and pieces ever made it back into the lawn itself. And to this day and age, it's still kind of a industry standard in many places that have commercial lawn care practice. It is usually bagged up, gathered up in big, huge gunny tarps, and hauled off to landfills. So for the majority, when homeowners are going to buy a mower, it, uh, the selection is kind of 50-50 right about now. Mower specifically designed for bagging and the other half for mulching. So which is better? Which is better for the turf? Which is better for your lawn in the long run? I'll share my experience with you. And my experience, especially with mulching, 
comes from uh, the school of thought that you have to consistently and constantly mow at least once a week, sometimes even twice a week in the peak of the growing season. And why is that? Well, if you think about it, if you're mulching, you're going to want to have the least amount of grass stem cut and then recut so that it can break down properly and go through the decomposition process to release all the nitrogen and other nutrient back in. If you mulch too much, say for instance you have a ah, four inch, four and a half inch tall turf and you decide to take it down to a two inch in your weekly or every 10 day cutting cycle, you're trying to cut too much. And what you end up with, just like what I had here at Brook and Pond, you had way too much turf and organic matter trying to be mulched. And it just doesn't work. It creates so much cutting that there's no way that it can decompose over the course of a growing season, much less a week. So mulching is really uh, dialed into the frequent mower. And I'll share the story with you on the cuts that I've done here at Brook and Pond. The grass was 8 to 10 inches tall in some places. I couldn't even set the mower deck low enough to cut it all at once. I cut it at the highest mower deck, which was like 5 inches to start with. And I went all the way around it. And I ended up with these windrows, literally rows and rows of cutting as I went around and around and around the, the lawn, 12,000 square feet worth. Then I went back through knowing full well that if I left all that stuff to mulch itself out, it would have stayed there all winter long. And it would have either killed off or at least deeply yellowed out the lines and stripes where all that organic matter was sitting on top of the existing turf. So I went back in with a big rake and a little uh, lawn trailer and I picked up windrow after windrow after windrow. I think the first cut had something like 32 piles of cuttings. Then I gave it a day. Came back out the next day and I cut again. This time I lowered the blade down to uh, the fourth highest level. And once again, I had probably half as much, but I still had windrows of lawn material. Mulching just doesn't apply here. And there's no way in heck that if I did have a bagging type of situation, I would have filled up a bag walking 20 feet with a walk behind mower. It would have filled it up just in a, in a drop of a hat. Not a place, not a place for bagging and not a place for mulching. So what did I do again? Came back through, raked it all up. This time I had about 18 piles that I had to dispose of. The very next day, I came back for the third and final cut. And this cut made it more like a normal type of going out there once a week. You know, I did have a little bit of windrow, but not nearly as much. And I came back through one more time and I raked it all out. I probably had about maybe... 10 little piles, and now I have the turf down to a place that where it was manageable. It looked as good as it could be because it is kind of a mixed breed. It does have some ornamental grass in it, but it also has some clover and some other stuff in it. And now it's back in shape, somewhat. <laughs> it's going to need some food before the winter comes along, but now I probably will subscribe to the mulching thing because my ride-on mower, it's a 13-year-old Husqvarna 46-inch cut. It doesn't have a bagging capability. It has a side discharge. 
So I'm going to be end up falling into the mulching category for the first time in my lawn care career, period. If it did have a bagging capability, I would probably put that attachment on it and use that because I like taking the cuttings off the grass and I'm the type of person that likes to fertilize. I don't over fertilize. I only, I only do it four times a year, every quarter. And if the weather is not conducive in the heat of the summer, which where we're at up here in Northern Maine, I don't have to worry about a real heat stroke type of situation. I can pretty much subscribe to at least three times a year. Because in NorCal, when I lived out there, I could put on a, a good winter feed right around Christmas time and let it go until spring. Well, Christmas time up here, you'd be putting fertilizer on probably, oh, 8 to 24 inches of snow, and that just doesn't make any sense. So, hey, three times a year. So in the end of mowing, doing this first three cut in one week mowing that I did, I took off 25 cubic feet of lawn cuttings. I filled up a little 10 cubic foot trailer three times. That is a hell of a lot of grass and a lot of deferred maintenance by the previous owner. They always shopped everything out, and the guy that took care of their place obviously had not been there in several weeks, period. So for me, over the, the decades of private lawn care and for a little bit there, professional lawn care, I've been a bagger. For me, it seems to have reduced the thatch buildup, and if you don't know what thatch is, it's the accumulation of cuttings that don't decompose in the root zone above the ground and it tends to build up and build up and build up and pretty soon fertilizer can't penetrate in the soil, water has a hard time penetrating into the soil, and you end up with a very very short short root system in the end. That way if you do mulch and you do have a little too much and you get that thatch buildup, mulchers generally will have to come through and dethatch their lawn a little more often, probably every other year, as opposed to a bagger, which is probably about every three to four years, if depending on what kind of grass you have. In the end, where do you stand on the subject? For your turf care, are you a bagger or are you a mulcher? And please, by all means, tell me why. I'm becoming a convert right now, not necessarily by choice, more by, you know, just that's the way it's going to be. Now, in large turf care, large turf care, and I'm talking big lawns. Bagging has to be on a large scale collection. You'll see some of the ride-on mowers that have literally two big garbage can things in the back where their discharge chute fills it up. And I have seen those things fill up three, four, up to six times mowing lawns. Up in this neck of the woods, people love their lawns, and their lawns are not dinky. There are lawns all over this county that are a half acre, one acre, up to three acres of turf that need to be cut, and usually cut every seven to ten days. <laughs> Th think about it. Hey, honey, I'm going to be out on the mower for today, and it's going to take them hours upon hours upon hours. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I like lawn care to a point. I think it's nice to go out there and work it, take care of it, make it its best look to it, the nice part about up here is very, very few irrigation systems exist. They, they just are not needed. Uh, Mother Nature does plenty of watering here every single year. There hasn't been a serious drought in many, many years. So 
hey, lawns stay green naturally. But even though I do have 12,000 square feet of lawn, that next year is probably going to be reduced. It's going to be reduced and space is going to be created for other forms of landscape uh, like island planting beds, veggie gardens, etc. So what do you do as far as feeding? If you bag everything every week, month after month, year after year, are you a fertilizer guy or gal? Or do you just let it be and let... Uh, let whatever nutrients in the ground take care of it. For me, as always being a bagger, I always defaulted to commercial fertilizers. I liked the Scott's Turf Builder brand. It's something that I've used for 35 plus years. I sold it, I used it, I believe in it, and if you use it according to the directions, you'll never burn your lawn either. So, four times a year, when I was out west, it'll be about two to three times a year here. Remember, with all the Mother Nature's natural rains, if you don't put some nutrients back in there and there isn't enough mulch recycling going on, that soil is going to become depleted and your, your root zones tend to be shallower. And so it needs a little boost once in a while. Now understand me, I'm not promoting Scott's brand in specific. It's just what has worked for me. Uh, so what do you use, if anything? I'd really be curious to know, if you look at it overall, just in the U.S. alone, billions, and I'm saying billions with a B, are spent every year just on some form of lawn care, uh, whether it be DIY residential Bob on a Saturday morning, or commercial places that are making millions and millions of dollars just mowing, mowing grass and having hundreds of accounts and big, big business. Plus, there's all the, the fertilizers. And in some cases, there's the chemical applications. You know, down south, they have problems with fungus and other stuff that come into certain lawns. And there has to be some type of fungicide application. So there's, there's a lot of dollars involved in lawn care. But the majority of homes, but it is based on a lot of this care, this maintenance, the use of chemicals. The use and, and in some people's eyes waste, although I don't look at it as waste, but uh, the water consumption in places that have droughts is becoming a very unpopular thing in landscapes for residential use. So much so that states, cities, counties are now passing mandates where lawns are going to be a thing of the past. But if you look at it as a nation, as a continent, as a globe, a majority of homes in some cases still have some version of turf adorning their landscapes. Whether those turfs are purebred ornamental perfection varieties or a mixed breed of grass, clover, and an amalgamation of other little greens, we still care for it and generally do it at least once a week. Either mulching it or bagging it week in and week out, for some of us, it is a catharsis that we enjoy. It's nice to go out on a cool, Saturday morning or whatever and get on the mower, get behind the mower and go out there and make that thing look good. Make your yard look good and reflect well on you. And honestly, if you have a thousand square foot piece of turf and you take care of it and you edge it every other week and you have the beautiful stripes back and forth, whether you're mulching or bagging, it looks back on it and really sets off most people's properties really nice. So, which do you do? Bagger or a mulcher? 
But if you have to do it, why wouldn't you do it right and make your turf the best it can be? You know, whether mulching or bagging, that becomes a personal choice. It really does. Just remember, mulching requires more frequent care, more frequent intervals of cutting and dethatching. Bagging requires a repository for the clippings. You know, out west, we had a, a green yard and garden can that uh, waste management would come along and pick up every other week. And that's where, you know, the lawn clippings generally went. And they would haul off to the landfill and they would get windrowed into compost piles where they were recycled, <laughs> turned around and sold back to us as compost, where we could turn around and put it back in our beds and rototill it into our vegetable gardens every year. In ending, kind of let me say this, the best mower, and this is, makes it so much easier and will result in such a better looking lawn. The best mower, whether it be a bagger or a mulching mower, it doesn't matter, is always the one with a nice sharp blade. Just remember, dull blades cause tearing of the blades, where in contrast, or sharp contrast, blades, sharp blades make a much cleaner cut and allow for a real quick recovery of each blade. It doesn't dehydrate the blade. It doesn't shred it like a dull blade will. Plus, you won't have that dull, dried out look across the top of the lawn a day or two later. And you know what I'm talking about. Sharp is always best, especially for mulching blades. The sharper those things get to cut the blades once, two, or three times, it will definitely desiccate that blade down into really micro particles that will do its job as far as decomposition and returning some nutrients to the soil. Uh, a practice that I used to have, just as a suggestion, is I used to keep three mower blades on hand and I would rotate them throughout the year. I usually rotated a blade every month to six weeks and then when the old one came off it got sharpened right away and then put into rotation. So it's something to think about and it doesn't take but about 10 minutes, especially on a, a small walk-behind mower, to take off a blade and put a new one on. It's, it's pretty, pretty easy. And you will see the difference once you use a sharp blade on a regular basis. It also puts a little less stress on your mower too. It's not having to work quite as hard. I mean, ever have a really sharp steak knife versus a really dull one and you're trying to cut through your dinner? Yeah, it, you can definitely tell the difference. Well, when I'm coming to you here in mid-October of 2023, cool season grasses up here in my neck of the woods are raging hard. They're doing their last big push, the fescues and the bluegrasses. The warm season grasses, which don't exist up here, are starting to slow down a little bit, especially in the south. Uh, days are shorter and growing season is kind of winding down. I would suggest fall chores. I know up here for us, fall chores are in high gear raking up leaves and making the thing kind of winter winter prep days, shall we say. I got to get on a chainsaw and knock down a couple of trees that are dead sticks before they come down in a winter storm. I want to get them away from the house and do them up for firewood. For me, another cut next week and some fall and winter feed will probably wind up being almost the last for the season. Maybe one or two after that, but not too much. Basically, I'm tucking in the turf grass for the year. So I'll have to say, see you next spring. See you next spring. And for spring up here, that's May. 
And next year, I think a good dose of reseeding is going to be in order uh, to thicken up some areas. That will be definitely on the, the chores list. So that's what I have for you. It's basically a little bit of, little bit of question and a little bit of fact all rolled into one podcast. Where are you? Are you a mulcher or are you a bagger? Or are you an other butcher? Butchers, yeah, you guys need to step up your game a little bit. Don't keep beating up your lawn from eight inches down to one inch saying, ah, good, now I can watch the game next weekend and I'll take care of this damn lawn. Ah, get out there. It's not going to take you that long. Take care of what you have. You pay a lot of money for it. Why let it go to hell? I'll leave you, I'll leave you with that. As always, to your landscape success, I'm always available for questions. You can always email me, youryardcoach at gmail.com. I'll see you guys next week. Don't forget the website if you really like some turf education. I do it right there in the course. Thanks for listening, and I'll check you guys out next week. Bye for now. Hey, friends. Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show, and we'll see you right here next week.